Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a special episode of the Game of Thrones podcast. I'm your host, Carmine of Red Team Review, and I'm joined here by my co-host and fellow Game of Thrones YouTuber, Preston Jacobs. In this video, we'll be discussing Season 7, Episode 6, which is the latest episode to leak online. Before we continue any further, I must give you guys a spoiler warning, obviously, and to tell you that this is not a review video. This is just our first impressions of the episode. Normally, when Preston and I do upload a review, it's, it is after watching the episode for a second or third time, but we wanted to get our first impressions out there before diving deeper into it. So, Preston, I haven't seen the whole episode. I've seen bits and pieces of it. Oh, jeez. You've seen the full thing, you fiend. How was oh. it, first impressions? A hot mess. Hot <laughs> mess. <laughs> it was a hot mess? Oh, I mean, I'm sure everyone else is going to say, oh my gosh, craziness. But it's, even on Game of Thrones, lack of logic, it's it's beyond it's so, like it's 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 just a farce. Like it's mm-hmm. so funny. But the episode is is comical, but um, comical. Yeah, I would say comical. I mean, that's my. I finished it, and and I've been thinking about it. Like for the, I've been mulling it over for the past couple hours, and it's just, <laughs> I just don't even know what the. I just, ah. Uh. Like I'll be honest, I I enjoyed it. I think it does have a place among like the dreaded episode lineup of previous seasons when it comes to tackling the material. You're yeah. you're you're like more of a harsh critic than I am, which is fine. But I go at it from like a different point of view. You know, I I try to enjoy it as much as I can, and you know if it was entertaining enough. Uh, I know you can't let go of some of the dumb things they do, but I I'm more forgiving, I guess. But this episode, I enjoyed it. But there were some dumb things even I can't ignore, and not even the show audience, the people who only watch the only watch it and don't read the material, even they're calling out some things. It's, do what I do. Just do what I do. At this point, just let it go. Let it just try to enjoy. There are some stupid things. Like Arya this season has just been so fucking all over the place. That that's one part I can't enjoy. But Ar- can... Arya's Arya's actually dumber than everything else. I, I admit that Arya <laughs> is the dumbest thing. Why are you trying to get my video disliked to all hell? Come on. It's just uh, Arya needs to fucking die. They need to kill that character off just I right ju- now. I just want to say this now to those of you who love Arya, which is the majority of you people watching this. Uh, that's Preston. His channel yeah. will be in the description. You can go hate on him. <laughs> Arya Arya needs to die. She's hopeless. There's no coming back from this. Um, she's just, uh, she's a dumpster. Well, they're fire. probably they're probably doing one of those things where it's like Arya is um, is uh, being a, a douche on purpose to try to throw off Littlefinger. The show's not that clever. <laughs> the, you know, Arya. Arya is not. She's not a consistent character from episode to episode. Um, you know, they, they're kind of pushing this. Oh, you know, she's she's dark, and we don't. We know. Can she be she's saved? She's dark and kind of emo, and she's really loyal to John right. for some reason. But you know, you know, John's gonna bring her back from the edge in the end, and oh, she's God. gonna kill some White Walkers with her little dagger. Like we know that's happening. Like, it's just you know. Well, we won't really get really too much into it, but. From what we saw, I saw bits and pieces of it. Arya was really douchey towards Sansa this entire episode. Unless they're trying to do one of those fake-out things where, like, she was douchey on purpose to try to throw off Littlefinger. And you know that's what they're going to go for, about Arya going after Littlefinger. But whatever, let's move on for now. We'll come back to Arya a little later. Um, So let's talk about 
John. I said that John's plan was dumb. It sounds like he wants to wander around beyond the wall to find a random white that is just running around without the rest of the army, so it's likely John is looking for a scouting party, you know? I said it's dumb yeah. because the Night King isn't human, so he probably doesn't, you know, fight like the humans would. That would be like, you know, when you move your forces, you want to send a scouting party on ahead to check out the terrain and, you know, opposition troop numbers and their layout and formation. Right. We see this briefly in Season 1 with Rob and Tywin. I thought that the Night King would just go head-on towards the wall without needing to do that, and I was wrong. They they actually ambush a White Walker just... What the Like, fuck? like he's just hang Like, he's just, you know, has his own battalion... I don't know what he's doing, or has his own, like, troop. He, he ambushes a White Walker. I was like, no way, they're, he's going to get catch on to this. Right, they, no, they, they made that White Walker look like a total chump. Like, he's... <laughs> Wait a minute, he was caught by surprise. He had he needed a couple of minutes to get his shit together, but unfortunately, he could uh, yeah, not get now, his shit they did, together. They did set up some sort of rule. It seems that whoever created, whoever smelt it, dealt it, like, with, <laughs> with, with a white... You know, yeah. like they—that—that that was the rule. Like, whoever, like they kill the White Walker, they kill the White Walker, and all but one conveniently, um, like collapses. Mm -hmm. Um, which I'm, you know, God, that means, you know how like at the end of the Avengers or the end of the Phantom Menace, like you you kill the uh, the control ship and then all of the all of the drones like fall apart, like that trope yeah. in a movie, like. Mm -hmm. It's totally gonna fucking happen in this show, right? They're gonna kill the Night King, Night's King, and then all the, all the the whites are gonna drop. But yeah, all the you know they kill the one, and all the all the whites drop, and except for one. So it seems like that kind of rule was put in. But I don't know why he'd be marching his own crew around. Scouting party. I guess. I'm just so surprised they managed to ambush a White Walker. I mean, I guess it, I guess it shows like you know they're not invincible, like they're not you know like all knowing or or they can't sense things around them. But uh, I was thinking the entire time the Brotherhood without banners was perfectly fit to take out the White Walkers, and I'll tell you why: Thoros of uh. Mir, Beric Dondarrion, Angai. Right. If they fucking had Angai there, he would have destroyed the Night King. Without hesitation, you give him like a little, little, little arrow with a uh, dragon glass head on it, and uh, shoot it at the Night King. Boom, done. That's why Angai's mm. not here. Angai wasn't in. The, I don't even think Angai was in the last episode. For those of you who don't remember, Angai is the archer from the Brotherhood Without Banners. He uh, is. A is Angai even around back when they like killed Lem Lemon Cloak? I don't. I didn't see him. I don't. No. I don't think. I don't think Ang we. I don't think we've seen Angai since season three. Yeah, I, we we uh, it's he's the first he's the first Brotherhood Without member uh, guy that we encounter. So he's, <laughs> he's what? You accidentally said the Brotherhood Without members. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so I will say the way the way Thoros went out was. Mm. I don't know, like at the same time, yeah, it's cold. I expect this to happen. He was wounded by that polar bear. But at the same time, I don't know. I just, I, I did I want, I kind of want him to go out in the blaze of glory. I was, I was surprised at how much plot armor the, the Magnificent Seven had. Because, um, because all the red shirts died, obviously. You know, the red all shirts. the wildling, yeah, all the wildling red shirts died. And then Thoros died. But I was really expecting, like, 
Barrick, uh, Tormund, the Hound, um, I was Gendry. The Hound I was. Ex- I wasn't expecting the Hound, but I because but I was expecting the other ones to go down. Um, I'm surprised everybody survived except for Thoros and the Red Shirts. Mm-hmm. That was that was impressive. Well, the um, one person who didn't survive was uh, one of Danny's dragons. Which good luck finding out. Good luck figuring out which one it was. By the way, unless you read uh, the leaks ahead of time, which by the way we'll tell you now since you're in this video, it was uh, v- Viseron. Vis- yeah, Viserion. Whatever Viserion. you want to pronounce it doesn't matter. I mean. Okay, this is this is the stupidest part about the episode. In my one of the stupidest part about the episode, besides Arya, was the Night King comes. He grabs that ice spear. He's about to chug it at Danny and Drogon and John or whoever else is in front of him. He fucking turns and launches it at the one dragon like fucking so far away. Why not just take her out? She came here with them. She's right. the fucking her, leader. She was stationary. She was stationary. The other one was flying through the air. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. I mean, we're, we're jumping around at how ridiculously dumb everything was. Okay, so we were talking about how dumb Arya is. <laughs> okay, um, let's, let's, let's go back to Arya. Arya. Let's go back to how dumb Arya is. Anyone, anyone, everyone in the world knows that Sansa was under duress writing that letter. Mm. Dogs know that Sansa was under <laughs> duress writing that letter. Like, it's so universally known. So the fact that, like, Arya would read this, I can, okay, I could buy Arya being such an idiot that she would read this and go nuts because she's psycho and she bakes people into pies. Fine. But the fact that she uses it as a threat, like, what if I told the other Northern Lords? The other Northern Lords would understand because they're not idiots. Like, they would go... Oh, yeah, you were under duress. And then she's like, what about Liana Mormont? She was younger than you. Liana Mormont commands three dudes. Like, no one cares about Liana Mormont except, I guess, when they're, like, you know, electing kings. I don't but... know, man. Like, I don't know. Like, the, the Northern Lords in this show are so fucking fickle. Like, John has been gone for a couple of weeks, yet now they're going to change their allegiance and say Sansa should have been in charge? Couple of week, couple of weeks or possibly nine months. We have no idea... How long John has been gone? I mean, I it's just we we're we're in this we're in this strange time paradox world that doesn't make sense where you know Gendry can run away from the middle of the fucking nor like the middle of nowhere beyond the wall <laughs> and fucking alert Danny a like half a continent away to come up. Ah, I will say the one thing I did like about this episode was. Uh, the fighting was great. I like the fighting. Uh, Danny and Tyrion. We're getting more of a like a, a disconnect between these two. They they have they're having a rocky relationship. They're having a rocky friendship right now. And he doesn't want her to go out there and fly out there. And he's not wrong. In in hindsight, I guess he was kind of right. But at the same time, mm. he was. I don't know. That that depends on how you see it because he's right. She shouldn't go out there. In hindsight, he was because she loses a dragon. However, at the same time, he's wrong because they still need that proof. But do they really need that proof, though? I mean, Danny could just fucking waltz into King's Landing right now. They're stu- they're so stupid they can't even build more than one scorpion. Well, they don't they don't need they don't need Cersei. Cersei's not gonna. She burned up all of Cersei's army. So what can Cersei provide? Mm-hmm. You know, like she can bro- she can provide Kyburn's ingenuity. Like Cersei doesn't have anything anymore. 
are Euron's ships going to be useful against the army? No. Like, Danny already destroyed anything that, that Cersei can contribute. Right. So they're bringing back proof for Cersei, but why? Cersei doesn't, Cersei doesn't matter. Well, not all of Cersei's uh, forces have been taken down. I, I, I guess what's, what she's trying to do here is basically unite all of Westeros, not just, you know, a couple of people, unite all of it against the major threat because the threat is so big we need everybody in this fight because if it's only Danny, John, and, you know, a couple other people in the fight, then the other people not in the fight, they can just waltz in and take everything else even though they don't have that many men. So I understand the point. But, like, Tyrion this episode, I don't know, like, I, I, it's, it's hard to gauge how the fans will react to Tyrion this episode, because all season, he's been wrong. Yeah. And she calls him out for it. All season, he's been wrong. And the one thing, I don't know if they've established before, I don't remember this, but Danny can't have kids. I feel like that was said before, but I, I don't remember when. Well, I mean, it was said in the book, but, I mean, it's said in first season. Um, when Miri Mazdor says it, but the, but was um, it, it said in the first season of the show. Yeah. That she can't have kids anymore. Right. It's kind of cryptic, but, um, but, uh, I don't, you I know, mean, I, it was never really brought up since. Mm. So, I mean, it's definitely a book thing that she thinks this, but and she thinks about it a lot, but. In the show, yeah, like a cryptic thing that Miriam Osdor said first season. So it was kind of sprung on us that, oh, she can't have kids. I, I, um, I feel like that's something, that's something that happened, like that she, she opened up about in season five or season six. You know, something like that. Like that's something that was said briefly. Like I, I don't remember this in season one. I really don't. What was the, what was the cryptic saying? Uh, when will... When will Drogo return and she's like when your wombs quicken when you're when the mountains turn to dust and and she throws in this line when your womb quickens again or something I mean I I may be like confusing the book and the show but I'm pretty sure that that Miriam Osdor says it in the show as well mm. well like I said that one that part was was a little interesting uh, someone re- uh, recently sent me a message saying how they think, you know, Danny won't sit on the Iron Throne, that she'll die next season because um, I forgot who's, who said this to me. I do apologize. Um, but someone said to me, every time one character tells another character, I wish you good fortune in the world is to come, the character they said that to dies. So Arthur Dane said that to Ned, he dies. Mance Raider says it to Stannis, he dies. Uh, I forgot who else says it to who else, but they end up dying too. So every time mm. someone says, I wish you good fortune in the worlds to come, the person they say it to goes down. So do you think Danny possibly going down anytime soon? I mean, not based on that. I mean, the problem, is, the problem with that is it's too, the net's too wide. So there's this really stupid theory that's going, that, that, that goes around the, uh, the community, and one was about... Uh, sapphires mean that there's there's going to be uh, a lie or or you know or something's something's a secret and it's like people are lying and their secrets on every fucking page so of course like like when sapphires come out that that another one was arbor gold like anytime people are drinking arbor gold they're lying and it's like but people are lying constantly. So like oh anytime somebody says like oh I wish you good fortune in, in the uh 
the war is to come, like, and then they die. It's Game of Thrones. They're fucking dying all the time. Like, you <laughs> that, can't that, use like that. That's like theory of the day, though. Like, like yeah, every you week can't there's use... a new one. Yeah, I mean, people tried it again with, like, in the book, there's, you know, something called the corn code as well. Like, if the, if the ra- you know, if Mormon's raven says corn, then someone's going to die. And it's like, people are dying constantly. So, <laughs> no, you can't, you can never use that phrase to determine if somebody's going to die. No, no, no. Okay, so we jumped around a bit, which is fine. Uh, I only saw bits and pieces of it. I didn't see the whole thing. But the God. one thing I will say I did fucking see, which is the worst thing this episode, even if you're a fan of the, of Danny, you can't deny that this is awful. That outfit she has on. What the fuck was that? The outfit, the outfit was horrible. I don't know what she was thinking. Look, I'm not a fashion guy. I doubt Preston's a fashion guy. We're not fashion guys, you know? Like, whatever. The costume this season has been okay, except for Euron, who looked like a Hot Topic model. Whatever, fine. This is wor- this is much worse than Euron. I this mean, is much worse than it really is. It's all why gone. why awful. on earth? We t- I mean, the minute I saw her in that, I was like, what is she fu-? like? That's the first thing you think of is what is she fucking wearing? Like, instantly. <laughs> no, look, look. There's so many things. Ugh, we're jumping around because it's just the whole episode is just madness. Okay, the episode is all right. They walk out. And they're wa- they walk for what seems like a long time mm. and have a bunch of conversations. Apparently, it's not that long because Gendry fucking runs the thing back really quickly, which is ridiculous. Um, so I don't know how long they were walking, but it's they're, lo- they're walking long enough to not see a mountain and then see a mountain and have the hound say, oh, there's the mountain from my vision. So I want to say they're walking like... A whole, you know, I want to say they're walking days, but apparently maybe they're just walking one afternoon. So the mountain from his vision wasn't a figure of speech, meaning his brother? No, no, that was was a bunch of, like, fan, some Clegane Bowl, like, you know, wishful thinking. It could still happen. It could still happen. No, the mountain was a fucking mountain. (laughs) I love love the Hound this episode. The Hound, I want to say, even though we uh, get Benjamin back very briefly... I want to say oh God. the Hound the, was the MVP. For, I, I forgot how ridiculous the Benjamin thing was. Oh, God. Come oh with God. me. There's no time. Yeah, there is. What are you talking about? There's plenty like, of Could time. you imagine Imagine being John in that situation? Okay, I mean, ignoring the fact that John, I guess, has come back from the dead again because no human being could survive oh. which, what he, like dropping into that water. In okay, that... Out. Top three stupid things this episode that nobody can't deny. Drop because at at one point John does fall into a uh, uh, what do you would call that like an ice pond or whatever. Yeah, yeah, a lake. You know, uh, like a, like a, a fro- he falls frozen into a, lake. Yeah. A frozen lake. This isn't like this isn't like polar bear plunge where he like drops in and then he instantly runs like gets out. Uh huh. Um, and even in a situation like that, you could still have hypothermia. Mm-hmm. He is under the water long enough that. The entire army is like, he's dead, and they march away. And then he sneaks out. Um, no, he's he's dead. There's no way. No, 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 no. I would, no, I mean, I, I have to take that as another resurrection. Like, he's been resurrected again. Like, like But, but how, the, how did he swim up? Isn't he wearing armor? No, he's just wearing a furry coat. But he, he was, the last time we did see him, he was... He was fighting off like three zombies underwater, but yeah, he should have sunk to the bottom. The zombies were there. He would have hypothermia, whatever. 
That is the st- like like even if like look 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 a lot of people get on like your case and my case on occasion of us just finding things to pick apart about the show. I understand. <laughs> fucking but, major fucking things. But but it's when it's right in your face, like Jamie, like not sinking to the bottom. Okay, I can let that go. But <laughs> come I mean, the they fuck get up. away with it because they cut. It's between an episode, and you can forget a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous, but at least you can forget because it happened an episode ago. But, yeah, he just plunged in two seconds ago. No, he's dead. He's, unless he's coming back from the light, uh, from, you know, just like getting stabbed in the heart. What they should have done was make this episode an entire episode full of losses. Like, they lost Thoros, uh, have John fall into the lake, and then don't have him come back up until next episode. I, I feel like even though it is a dreaded episode, and it earns its place, it could have earned its place a little bit better if more people died, like maybe Tormund, you know, the, uh, doing a John fake out. He doesn't come back until the very last episode. Uh, you know, we only lost Benjen, Thoros, and the dragon. I really feel like this should have been more of a of a of a big loss, especially for the fans, because we all ship Tormund and Brienne. That's the thing this season. So losing Tormund would have definitely given that gut punch that we've all been missing from a dreaded episode for quite some time. Because last season nobody cared that Rickon died. But okay, that aside, you you really hated the part when they're all on the rock. We'll go into that a little bit more. I mean, the, I just. Every moment is so aggravating. Like, I... So... Okay, they're getting chased by the massive army. And then the massive army kind of realizes that the ice is breaking, so they kind of stop. And so our group, our heroes, are on a rock in the middle of a frozen lake. And so the army of the dead has surrounded them, even though they could march in at any time and kill them. Mm -hmm. But I could understand, okay... Maybe the army of de- the dead thinks, well, why do I even have to march in? I'll just let them freeze to death. Right. That, that's know? a good strategy. That's a good strategy. And then they're hanging out on the rock for, I imagine, I'm going to be super generous and say that they're hanging out on that rock for 24 hours. You know, At least 12 at least hours. One, yeah. At least 12 hours, at least one night, but like 24 hours max. Uh, and this is important because... Fucking Gendry, and then the Raven, and then fucking Danny, Ugh, cr- cross the world. But then the Hound, like a fucking idiot, picks up this rock and just starts chucking it at the Army of the Dead for no fucking reason, because <laughs> he's bored. And then at that point, the Army of the Dead decides, "Fine, we'll fucking come kill you." And you're like, "Oh my god, the Hound! Like, what were you doing? Like, I'm surprised the Army of the Dead doesn't." cares about falling into a fucking lake like really hmm i mean you know moderately i guess (laughs) i will say the hound was funny this episode i like the hound the fighting was fine the way thoros went out i wanted him to go out in the blaze of glory but the fact that he did go out through you know being frozen to death i can also understand that too that makes sense this is beyond the wall we expect the winters beyond the wall to be harsh and winter is here well i mean i think he died from the the polar bear wound and then he just did he die from the polar like, bear wound? It's not, it looks like he died from just being frozen. His wound was well. Like I think he like to. died in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. like and then was frozen. It's probably maybe some sort of combo. I don't know if there's a medical thing for that. Like he was not in a good. He was not in a good. He was not in good shape. But Arya aside, like the the three stupidest oh, thing this Jesus. episode was Danny's outfit. That was just dumb. I'm sorry. 
John surviving falling into that ice lake, and the fact that the Night King has a chance to take out Drogon and Danny oh, in you, one shot, but doesn't. You would, you would, you would not. You don't think that Danny showing up to the party, like, was was stupid. Look, we we got we gotta we gotta give them something. We got we gotta give no, them I mean, something. Remember, I mean. Ugh. This this is our this is our like dropping standards that we that we have like first of all do you remember when Littlefinger like the first time they really did a super big teleport when they when they had Littlefinger go from from uh, Winterfell to King's Landing mm-hmm. in like an episode or two and everyone's like what how did Littlefinger cross from Winterfell to King's Landing in one episode we were so upset about that. That that was because it was ridiculous because everybody's like, how is he doing that? That's that's a month journey, and everyone's you know really upset. Now, now Jamie is able to go, and then this season we're we're getting angry because Jamie is able to march to Casterly Rock and then Highgarden in one episode. Okay, you know that's that's definitely again a month trip. This. I mean, come on, Gendry running back to the wall and then sending a freaking raven to Dragonstone? In the show's defense, I'm going to sound like a show apologist. I'm not. But in their defense, and someone said this on, on, on Reddit, on the television subreddit, and I completely agree. We said we discussed this yesterday. Game of Thrones now feels like a bunch of adults who are playing an RPG, but they got to go home in an hour, so they're wrapping things up. That's basically what's happening here. So, I, I can let it go. The teleportation thing, by the way, is a thing even people who watch just this show are having an issue with. Because you can just look up, a, you can Google right now a map of Westeros. And this is not like, this is medieval times. It doesn't take, it takes a while to get from place to place. So, even people who just watch the show, don't read the books, are having an issue with it. But, um, overall, you didn't like the episode. I, I'm sorry to hear. I saw bits and pieces of it. I did like, you know, them fighting the White Walkers. Fine. Them fighting the Army Dead. The fight, the fighting was nice. I guess my favorite part would have to be Danny and Tyrion. I like it when, uh, you know, they go at each other. Tyrion, he's being a little controversial this season. He's been wrong the entire season. This is probably his worst season of things to do because everything he has done has been bad. Every, every advice he's given, nah. Yeah. But, um... Here... Go ahead. This is something else I just thought of, though. Um, on Arya Sansa. Isn't it weird how Littlefinger hasn't really been that bad for a long time? What do you mean? Like, I mean, like, you know, when people are like, ooh, that Littlefinger, he's been causing trouble. He needs to die. Like, what has Littlefinger really done that has been that bad because we know that little we know that fucking little fingers toast really soon he's a creep but that, that's the only reason people hate him right now is because he's a creep he revealed his intentions last season to uh you know want to sit on the iron throne with like sansa as his queen which yeah. doesn't make any sense that's that's so out of character for him from the from the books um people don't like him because people don't like creeps so even though his intentions when it comes to sansa yeah they're creepy but he wants to support sansa he's on her side and he's just he's just creepy. Nobody likes that I mean, porn stash he has going. Sure, but that's the thing is we're 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 with a feeling he's creepy versus Arya has actually, you know, mass murdered people and baked people into pies. Um <laughs> she 
she has set herself up to being, you know, the real villain that needs to be taken care of for, for, you know, a couple episodes now, you know? So when, when it does come that Arya doesn't die and Littlefinger does, it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a villain is being vanquished. Yeah, I know. I like thinking back on it now, I really wanted Drogon to die because it, it really would have made more of a gut punch, you know, like I thought, Drogon was definitely going down this episode. I thought Tormund was. I mean, when when Tormund was pretty close to dying, I thought he, they were going to take him out. Yeah, Tormund, but... and like taking out Viscera, like you should have at least taken out Drogon. Put that there because Drogon is the one dragon she uses all the time. It's the problem child. It's the one we focused on the most. I I, I, I guarantee yeah. you, the average Game of Thrones viewer does not even know the name of her other other three other two dragons. Sure, but they, you know, Drogon's got plot armor, so mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you can't. Look, that's so stupid. Like Cersei would would win tomorrow if she just lined up the battlements with scorpions. But whatever, they I guess they need her. I need they need her uh, a golden company army. Um, but let's let's wrap this See, up for yeah. now, Preston. Before we do, is there anything you did enjoy about the episode? Um. Um, yeah, no, 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 they're, they're, look, I thought a lot of the banter that the, the, that the seven samurai had, um, walking away from the wall was really, was really great. Mm-hmm. Like I, I loved the, the, um, the connection that, that, uh, Jorah and Thoros had, you know, I liked the, you know, I liked the witty banter between, um, the Brotherhood and Gendry, and you know like, that was that was entertaining. They had they had some good some good chats. Um, there was nothing wrong with that. Uh, um, I wish you know I wish there was actually more than that. I wish they they had actually gone on their journey, maybe earlier, um, so that they could, they could spend more time together. But I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll but, discuss uh, this more when we do our uh, podcast episode and, and go into the episode a bit more. Yeah, I mean the thing is the thing is I what I like is characterization. Mm-hmm. Like I like when people have conversations and and we learn about people's feelings and people's histories. You know, you know I like I like seeing characters interact. You know, action action's fine, but it's it's not the substance for me. It's it's um you know it's icing on the cake, not the cake. Right. So that's exactly I agree exactly like I, I've said this in multiple videos I love it when characters just sit down and discuss the past one of my favorite scenes is a very brief scene from season one is when Jamie and uh, Jory one of Ned Stark's uh, guards are, are discussing you know the Greyjoy rebellion and how like you know Thoros of Mir and his flaming sword it was you know first through the bri- like yeah. I like stuff like that when, you know when uh, Robert Baratheon and Cersei are sitting down talking about their marriage may sound boring on paper but it, it's 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 really interesting that the actors do a good fucking job okay let's wrap this up guys thank you so much for joining us just a reminder this is not a review of the episode but more of a first impressions discussion type of thing if you enjoyed the video then consider subscribing for more also check out preston's channel i'll leave it in the description below the next episode of the podcast will be on his channel and we'll be discussing episode five but once again thank you so much for watching and we'll see you next time have a good one